0: Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Virtual Success Show, where we dissect everything you need to know about how to outsource, how to get the right team members into your business, and how to do it all in the right order. Um, Because today's show, we're going to be dissecting a very common problem, and I'm going to be sharing a big trap that I fell into myself. Um, But of course, today I'm joined by my co-host, Matt Malouf. Hi, Matt. How's it going?
1: I'm well, Barbara, and yourself?
0: I'm great, thank you. And I'm pretty excited that on the back of last week's show, we invited Merrill Johnson, who's the founder and CEO of Bean Ninjas, back to the show to dissect this particular problem uh, with me. So Merrill, welcome back to the show. It's great to be back. Thanks. So guys, I was chatting with Merrill after we had uh, we interviewed Merrill around the 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 growth of bean ninjas and and her experience around managing a global virtual team and um, because obviously that's the genesis of this show but in chatting after the show I was sharing a story uh, that I a trap I fell into myself around using VA's bookkeepers accountants and in the very early days uh, and not, not that long ago really I decided in my wisdom uh, that if I had zero as a platform which is your um, you know the platform that everyone's using, I guess globally for uh, bookkeeping and accounting and a g- good VA that I could show a few tricks of the trade to that then I wouldn't need a bookkeeper. And I went that route and needless to say, it blew up in my face. Let's just put it that way after a couple of years and really um, caused a lot of pain, right? It wasn't the VA's fault. It was just a whole host of problems. And, um, Matt, I'm sure as a recovering accountant yourself, uh, this is making you chuckle because I'm sure you see this a lot.
1: (laughs) I do. I do. You know, I think it's interesting, um, and Barbara, you and I have talked about this um, in many aspects of utilising virtual teams, but I find it, yeah, I think people's expectations of that whole concept of the super VA that can do everything Um, is still very, very prevalent in today's uh, society and business community.
0: Absolutely. And, you know, I'm actually still recovering, honestly, from that mistake myself. I was quite badly burnt, all my own fault, completely and utterly my own fault. Um, And, Meryl, that's kind of what led me to your company in the end to go, oh, my God, I really need to fix this and, like, quickly. Um, But I'm sure, Meryl, is this something that you commonly see people coming, going, I've made a mess of this? You know, how can you fix it? Yes,
2: it, it actually it, it surprises me, but it, it happens regularly. So we will be talking with a business owner, and they might initially say, "Well, why do I need? Why do I need you? I I could have a VA doing this." And my answer to that is to discuss what the role of a bookkeeper is and the tasks that VAs definitely can help with zero, but they have their their place in. The finance team as well. And then we also have many clients that have come to us after trying with only a VA and their tax accountant and just found that they couldn't trust the numbers in zero. And parts of the process were working well. And there definitely were parts that their VA did well, but they didn't necessarily have the processes of the training, the review steps in place to make it work effectively. And they couldn't trust the numbers in zero.
0: Oh yeah and like that that was me I had the accountant and I had the VA and I had myself and zero and the whole thing was an almighty mess and actually the ramifications of me making a mess of it myself means that when clients come to us and they even mention zero or bookkeeping or anything as part of their brief when they're looking to get a VA our entire team freezes and goes oh we need to be really clear with this client that you know, we're not comfortable with VAs being in zero unless they're clear on the boundaries. So again, like I said, I'm really keen for you to share with us today what those boundaries look like and at what stage, like where does the VA come into it? And, you know, how do we start this whole process? And I think like we were saying off air, maybe defining the roles and the responsibilities and where everyone fits in a business from an accounting and financial perspective would be a good start.
2: Sure. So I'll start. There's a a couple of key roles within the finance team. And and I say finance team, you might be starting off small. So there's a tax accountant. There may be a bookkeeper, a virtual assistant, virtual CFO, and the business owner. And you may not have all of these team members at the beginning, but I'll go through and define the roles. A tax accountant is an accountant, and it's usually the first person that will be helping with the business. Their role is to help with things like business structure, decisions, tax planning, tax minimization, and tax compliance. The role of the bookkeeper is different in that they're in charge of all of the transactions being captured in zero and being accounted for correctly. They wouldn't be providing tax advice, but they'd be making sure that all of the day-to-day transactions are captured accurately and management reports or your monthly reports are ready on time and everything's been allocated correctly. Virtual CFO is often mixed up with a tax accountant, but they have a different skill set. So if you were to look at a big company, they within their finance team, they would have tax specialists and then they would have The CFO who oversees everything, and they would also be looking at projections, so they're looking forward, cash flow forecasts, budgets, and working with the business to make better decisions based on the numbers that are coming through. And that's quite different to looking at things from a tax perspective. A virtual assistant can help with a number of processes within the business, like raising invoices, helping to pay bills, managing receipts. that that, their role is to follow processes that have already been established rather than creating the processes and you would want to have some kind of review procedures. And I've left the business owner to last, but their role is really important. They're ultimately responsible for everything within the business. And it's important that they understand their, their financial reports and also their tax position. And yes, that can be outsourced to other accountants or bookkeepers, but ultimately the CEO or the business owner is responsible and they need to have an understanding of a little bit about their tax situation and the key numbers in their business.
0: And obviously you've mentioned that the tax accountant, obviously that's the first person that even if you are just a solopreneur, for example, you would have a tax accountant. I think what I see happening, and Matt, interested to see if you see the same thing, I think the next position that people naturally flow to, or at least what I see is they go, I need a VA. They go, tax accountant, VA, me, and and that's their finance team in the early days. Matt, would you see that as well?
1: I do, and and a lot of it's because of leverage. So a lot of business owners, when they start out, they're doing the books, they're they're doing everything, and then they'll have a coach come along and tell them that they have to stop doing a whole heap of things. Um, And so naturally then what they look for is a cost-effective medium in order to leverage. And so, they'll look at VAs um, as a mechanism for that. Um, and it, it really is, um, in this instance, particularly in the finance, uh, the wrong move. Um, and, you know, the, as I, said, I think most people are looking at it from a, um, a cost-saving or cost-effectiveness perspective. Um You never want to be in a situation where your accounts uh, are not um, reflective of what's going on because, number one, they tell you the story. It's the report card of what's happening in your business. But number two is if you need to raise capital, if you need to, um, you know, you want to buy a home and get a home loan, whatever it may be, if your accounts aren't in order, particularly as a business owner, it makes it a lot harder uh, to do a lot of these things that, that are the numbers are critical for. Um, I just wanted to add one other thing. I think um, the way Merrill has described and outlined each of those roles, uh, I would recommend that everyone go back and re-listen to, to that uh, unpack because it's, it's on the money and each of those roles are essential in a business. Uh, it's just knowing at which time along the growth journey of your business you need to uh, bring those people in um, in order to continue your growth, but also as your business grows, you'll, you'll need deeper and different understanding of things. And I think it's a really, really um, clear picture of the roles of each of those and how they uh, how they play out.
0: Yeah, and Meryl, I just wanted to share, even when you were explaining there um when you came to the bookkeeper part and the VA part, the virtual assistant part, even still in my head, I was thinking, I can totally see how somebody would want to, would would think that you can, one can replace the other sort of thing. Um, and if I could just share what I, I did do that, I, I didn't have the bookkeeper and everything was fine in the early days when it was simple reconciliation of, you know, money in, money out. But when it came to things like, uh, having to void invoices and then split payments and someone who didn't pay exactly the right amount and if that ho- happens over a number of transactions i ended up with a real mess in zero that i couldn't even fix and then of course the other issue is the the um i don't even know what it's called you know where you have to have the zero balance and the bank balance matching i've never understood that bit and it it was never matching it was all over the place because we were using stripe and there was no stripe feed and all this sort of thing. So can we drill down into that VA bookkeeper bit a bit more around what where's the line between the two of them really? Sure. And I actually just wanted to add to
2: your story around the bank account balance in zero not matching the statement. And this is I would say that is the number one mistake that I I see if I pick up a zero file. That would be the most common mistake. And I wanted I know this isn't yeah i won't go into too much detail but i'll I'll just quickly explain it because it it happens so so frequently zero has a bank feed which pulls information in from transactions every day and sometimes there can be a break in that bank feed and a couple of transactions are missed and, and occasionally it can bring in duplicates as well and so when your bank balance in zero doesn't match the statement from your online banking it means that there could be a bank feed issue, which means that your accounts might be missing transactions or have duplicates. And so that is one of the common reasons that your accounts don't make sense. And that is a cross-check that a bookkeeper would know how to do, but a, a virtual assistant without financial training they wouldn't necessarily know how to go and find that error and then bring in the missing transaction. So that, that's probably one good example.
0: I think that ha- now that you're mentioning it, I really think that happened to us because what ended up happening was some of the wrong account lines got reconciled against the wrong invoices, but it looked like they were the right match at the time. But it, but then we had all those host of issues and we had to go back and unmatch things. And the minute we started that, we just it, it escalated. The problems just exploded after that.
2: And I think that leads into one of the differences with bookkeepers and virtual assistants, where virtual assistants might be doing a great job of reconciling transactions, but they might not understand the theory behind what they're doing to pick up errors, like missing transactions, and follow a process. At, so bookkeepers will follow a process at the end of the month to check their own work and to figure out what doesn't look right and what needs to be changed and they'll know about the quirks like splitting transactions or, or ha- how to handle payments that don't quite, someone hasn't paid the right amount or you've bought something on that you've paid for with cash. They'll know how to handle all of those situations. But if I answer this question from a bigger picture perspective, a bookkeeper will be able to help you to set up your processes. So standard operating procedures around how your customers pay you, how you pay bills, how transactions are reconciled, how you prepare the end of month accounts. And over time, as those processes improve, you may actually be able to hand over more and more to the virtual assistant. But I think what's important is that you don't have, you don't start with you as the business owner and the tax accountant and, and you doing the bookkeeping, not really having standard operating procedures around it, and then training a virtual assistant without a lot of information and documentation, whereas. If you go the bookkeeper path, you can have all of those processes set up, things are running smoothly, and then you can gradually introduce the virtual assistant to help with things over time. And I think that's similar to how you would introduce a virtual assistant with another business function outside of finance too.
0: Yeah, that, re- and I honestly believe that the majority of people out there are doing it the wrong way around. I'm seeing it, you're seeing it. And that's why I think this this really is a it's an important topic that we address here so that we also protect protect business owners but also protect the v a s because they don't know what they don't know either you know sometimes they'll go in and try and fix something or try to help and of course they go on the zero videos and try and figure out what to do and then make it you know make it, make the situation worse that's actually in my experience what's happened
1: just to add to this um one of the things I wrote about in the Stop Doing List book and and I've included it in the tool is when you look at a task, so let's take a task which is bookkeeping, one of the questions you've got to ask yourself is uh, um, does this task require specialist skills in order to be performed? And bookkeeping is a specialist skill. We think it's just a case of, you know, clicking okay or whatever, but if it's done incorrectly, uh, it really turns into a big mess real quick. And so it's understanding, um, you know, certain when you're going to leverage and hand the tasks over, Does is a specialist skill required? If yes, what are those skills and who's the best person or company or people in order to outsource that to Um
0: You know, if I could add Matt to that as well, sometimes you don't know the answer to that question yourself. And if you're unsure, which was where I fell down, I didn't know what I didn't know. So I sort of made up the answer. I should have actually probably asked somebody who was more in the know than me around whether this required skill or not and deeply understand exactly what we're talking about today so that I could then make a decision rather than just diving in and going, oh, the VA can do that. It'll be fine. You know, that, that's, that's sort of, well, it's the classic, you don't know what you don't know. Absolutely. Yeah. And obviously, Meryl, I know one of the packages that you offer is a, a zero cleanup, <laughs> which yes. I availed of myself, because people just must hand over an entire mess to your team to go, I don't even know where to start with this. Like to, you know, to get off the ground on a decent path, we have to fix it first.
2: That happens quite often and so we usually start by doing a health check where we go through and check everything and put together a list of changes and then we can from that list someone can go and clean it up themselves or, or we can go and fix everything as well. So that's often the first place that we start with working with with a business owner.
0: Yeah and look I, for all the listeners out there the, the good news is that we're sort of conversing on this topic today but Uh, Meryl and I are actually going to be doing a webinar deep dive into actually how to set this whole thing up because it is a much deeper topic. And the link to that webinar, you'll be able to uh, get the the recording. um, It will be in the show notes. So just uh, jump on that if you feel you want to dive deeper into this topic. Um, Matt, interested to know from your perspective, how many clients you're coaching that you go in in the finance part of the business is humming
1: nicely?
0: 5%. <laughs> like I was thinking, how do I word this? Like humming nicely, the right team structure, mm. the right knowledge, and that part's okay.
1: Yeah, I mean 5%. And and largely because it's a function that we um, a, a lot of business owners in the early um, phase of their business leave till the last minute um, until it's tax time, until it's um reporting time and so then they rush it um and, and really you know having trained as an accountant and for me um and you you, you introduced me as a recovering accountant but, but for, for me the numbers are the report card of my business they are they enable us to make uh better more informed and faster business decisions and um you know like if 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 all you're doing is making your decisions off gut feel. Well, well, gut stands for gave up thinking, and and the reality is that if you're not looking at your metrics, or as in looking at the historical numbers, or forecasting to the future on things, um, you're going to lose a lot of money. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, a lot often when um, when I start working with people, their um, their accounts and the like are just not meaningful. Um, and what we need to consider, in, 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 um, as Merrill was unpacking earlier, the various roles, there's also different types of reports required. Um, so, the tax office and, and, and what you submit is a format that's very different to what we call management accounts, and um, that might look at things in, uh, look at some ratios, we may look at um, even displaying things in a slightly different way that are more meaningful to the business. But compliance requires us to, to look at things differently. Um, and so it, it's really a case of having, if the data that goes in is done well, then the information and interpretation that comes out is more meaningful and, and enables you to, uh, to really see different, your different your business through a different lens.
0: Yeah, so if the data going in, like if we look back to the virtual assistant, let's say, who's usually the data entry type person at that level, if there are errors or mistakes or like it's you're it's almost putting um it's almost putting too much responsibility actually on an untrained virtual assistant when you're not trained yourself either and you don't have the right structures around and as you said, Meryl processes. That actually, they can like I keep saying, make it, make a big mess even though they're doing a great job and they're doing their best, you know. Um, so with this, I mean, would you? So you recommend getting a bookkeeper first, really, and getting things nicely set up.
2: I would, and then then a virtual assistant can be introduced into the bookkeeping process, and I see that working well as a business grows. I'll give you an example. Some of our bigger clients, will ha- our point of contact will be the virtual assistant rather than the business owner. And so they might be responsible for raising invoices, but they can ask us questions if they have something like a split payment or something that doesn't look right, and we can go in and reconcile that. Or they just raise the invoices and we do the reconciling and ask them questions. If we're looking at chasing up missing receipts, again, the virtual assistant would be managing that rather than the business owner having to ask those kind of questions. In some cases, we've trained the virtual assistants on how to look for spikes in expenses. So they actually do a preliminary look at the profit and loss that goes out and try and flag that they won't get that right from day one. But over time, those kinds of things can be trained so they can be going in and looking at where there's a spike and, and where they might be able to cut costs. Not every virtual assistant will be able to do that, but I have seen that working. So I see it as a, a gradual transition and building the skill set from someone internally. And virtual assistant's role is to really st- stop questions going to the business owner so that they're looking at accurate reports without it needing a lot of their time. And the bookkeeper is running the transaction processing and making sure that everything's accurate and liaising with the virtual assistant.
0: You see, for me, I just feel like, oh my god! What even even you saying that has just like my shoulders have relaxed because you're basically saying, and, and listen up, everyone who's listening, you're basically saying that there will be no more the VA coming to you with a hundred million questions and the accountant saying sorry. I don't know what you're doing there, but this is all wrong. <laughs> and then you, like I have done two week stints where the accountants have said to me, there's a problem here. And it's taken me probably two weeks to just like intensively go in and try and fix zero. <laughs> so I just think, yeah, it's uh, such a common mistake and it's just it's just not worth it to to not have the bookkeeper as well is what I'm hearing.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. I just books.
2: recap, that so we talked about the initial stage it's probably the founder the business owner and the tax accountant and i would see the next phase being founder tax accountant and bookkeeper and Mm -hmm. then after that that you would introduce a virtual assistant and it's probably about that time or maybe a little bit later that you would then introduce the virtual cfo and the reason for that is that you have to pay taxes and you need your structure right at the beginning and that's why you introduce the tax accountant early on. Next, you want your bookkeeping processes to be running really effectively and that's where you need the bookkeeper. And once you've got accurate data, that's when you can start to get advice from a virtual CFO around how to improve your business performance based on the numbers. But if you haven't got accurate numbers and and that's not all humming along and not getting those reports regularly, then there's no point in working with the virtual CFO.
0: That makes so much sense. I mean, I, I'm 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 really glad, and, and thank you, Meryl, for sharing uh, all that stuff. And I'm I'm really glad I got a chance actually to share my own like negative experience with this. Uh, happy to always share warts and all on this podcast. That it can happen to anyone. Like I class myself as somebody who's actually pretty good on the financial tools. I've kind of you know I, I'm one of those people who. I actually didn't have metrics, but I sort of know it in my head. I'm one of those people that I I, I know kind of where things are at. Um, but that's that as you get bigger and bigger, that's it's an absolute bomb waiting to explode on you because you're just relying on not necessarily gut feel mad like what you were saying, but the numbers are sort of in my head. I kind mm. of know what's right and what's wrong, but no concrete dashboards or metrics or anything. I and mean, in the last year I've really been focusing on getting this bit right. So, um, so yeah, Meryl, awesome, awesome topic. Uh, Matt, have you any sort of closing questions or bits you want to touch on with Meryl? Uh,
1: just a couple of things to add. Um, so, to add to what Meryl was saying, so I know in our business we've had uh, our, one of our virtual assistants doing our invoicing for years now, and that process works really well. And, and I think that... Um, that process works well because it was set up and tested first um, by myself and, and our accountant when we set zero up, that it was actually uh, really easy to plug a VA into that function um, and it didn't require uh, a, a necessarily a bookkeeper to do but that.
0: But you're an accountant though, so, you know,
1: you, but I worked with my accountants as well it wasn't just yes myself. yeah so it wasn't just you but, so but I worked you also with have my accountant to make sure that our zero was set up properly yeah. which then enabled us to take the invoicing function um and, and actually have a VA do that and and keeping in mind you know in in our business we've probably got six standard invoice templates that we use so because it's quite repetitive and it's quite simple um we do that if there's a one-off kind of invoice um that won't go out until i've signed off on it so i'll still send it to the va but our normal recurring invoices go out without me even realizing versus something that may be a little bit different we have a slightly different process for that which will be you know you you yeah it's in the instruction utilize a certain template send it to me in draft that i can sign off and go from there so um just to add to what Merrill was saying, you can get your VA in time to do certain functions, but it's got to be set up properly. Um, and, the, and the only other thing is that don't hold on to these aspects of your business. Um, get the right people to do the right work for you so that you can focus on growing and operating your business versus having to try and fumble your way through all of this. I always say that for uh, for many people... Uh, the numbers and finance of a business they've never been trained in but you need to be trained in it to do it effectively it's like any skill it's like any function of your business and so I think having the right people uh, like um, the team at Bean Ninjas uh, and the like to do these functions for you I think is critically important and I can't recommend it enough.
0: Yeah so Meryl you know I know I'll just do the the plug for you for Bean Ninjas, given I've already become a client, um, your company essentially solves this. This The core thing is the bookkeeper problem, which is the ongoing bookkeeping. But what I love about what you're doing is that you also have a program where you can train VAs um, on the bits they can do. And, you know, I'm actively talking to Meryl um, about doing training for our VAs so that we can actually our clients can benefit from this, from this a bit more as well. So, um, just a really great offer, and I, I think it's uh, it's something. Like I said, we're going to do a deeper dive webinar um, on this, and you'll be able to get the link in the uh, in the show notes uh, to this and actually watch that at a later stage. So, thank you so much, Meryl. Any final things you'd like to share before we sign off?
2: Not really. I think we've we've talked about. The the different roles of finance team members and that virtual assistants, they definitely do have a place and it's about introducing them at the right time when you have established processes and having clear boundaries about what they do and don't do. And I, I think some business owners can feel a bit hesitant around passing over their financials to an outsourced bookkeeping company or a virtual assistant and there are controls that there are measures that you can put in place to protect your data, and I do recommend not sharing things like bank account authorization logins. And so you can protect yourself in that way if that is something that you're worried about. I don't want mm-hmm. to take the the conversation in a different direction, but there are definitely ways to protect yourself if you are handing over bookkeeping, and I do encourage you to to get bookkeeping off your plate and and gradually introduce a VA into your process, but having have them trained first.
0: And I, and I 100% agree, and I know, Matt, you would too with that with that advice.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Um, guys, if you enjoyed this show, um, please remember to, you know, share it because all of these topics we're talking about, I, I always say to people this show is very tactical, where we're literally talking about real-life stuff that happens um and we're expanding the show into you know the topics like we, you know this the bookkeeping topics the the they're all about va's really but it's 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 starting to branch into a lot more tactical depth that's what i would say so love to get the show out to more people give us a rating or a review on itunes uh, and yeah uh till next time um thank you everyone and we'll see you on the next episode
1: thanks everyone
0: thank you Thank you for listening to the Virtual Success Show. If you found this show helpful, take a moment to share it with a friend so that we can all grow
2: together.